I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and... Janice Gant and... Kevin Ebeling. I'm just wondering, why do you guys always say and like that? You well, always put like such an emphasis on it. Because <laughs> that's what that's what stars do. I think you're right. I hear yeah. I think that's what I and It's just funny the way it goes around a circle. And, and it's, it's like, kind of game it's show. Like, it is uh-huh, a little bit. Yeah. It is. It's kind of a game show. There are no prizes. <laughs> kind of. Sam, I wish there were. Yes. <laughs> I wish there were monetary. I wish we could win here. Yeah, we wouldn't that be great? We're, we're, we're doing all we're right. We're winning in other areas. <laughs> the feedback that our listeners give us. This is, is one of my most winningest places right now. So, At The Remedy? Yeah. Or in the studio? Or what, what, <laughs> when you say this. No, I meant this, this, this show. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I think we're winning. <laughs> I, I think too. we're doing great. Well, I'm not trying to disrupt the process. Keep saying and like that. You know, <laughs> I know. Now I've got to. Stick with what now works. Now I'm like. <laughs> now I made you aware yeah, of it. No. Would it be better to just be like, okay, and what's his with name? With and nah, I don't know. Janice and you can't even like. I drag guess you out need to say end. it with some energy. No, Tovacito and <laughs> go Tova, Jana, Janice, Janice and and Kev. I mean, I guess you kind of do it. Yeah, you have to give it a lead in. Kev, just yeah. trust the process. Okay? Right. okay, that's what my kids would tell you. I trust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's thank our sponsor for today, Kara. Arnold, who might be one of the kindest, sweetest, most thoughtful, and encouraging listeners that we have. Kara, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. I love Kara. She is such a lovely, lovely person. And I love when we know the same people. She she is. She's amazing. She's amazing, and she's very, very, she's always encouraging. She probably emails us once a quarter. Yeah, she with does. feedback about what she loves and what she appreciates yeah. and I have to tell you I have I got the sweetest email this week. Can I read it to y'all? Yes. Um about um from a listener. Um and she said Oh. Oh, dang it. Oh wait. It's all right. We can fill in for you. Well, while yeah, it's um, maybe I'm, I'm okay. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. She said, "Hi Tova, I just sent a donation. I've been getting so much out of the remedy. You guys are helping me so much to be brave and establish my life. The attention, intentions, and the shades of gray episodes really, really hit home. I love the show so much." You all are a huge part of why I had the courage to do what I'm doing in my life, to start a new life in a new place, in a new culture with new people where it's so beautiful and it resonates with my soul. Love to Janice and Kevin. Oh, nice. See? Winning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you want to hear something interesting about that, uh, the episode when we did Shades of Grey? 
Wesley, my daughter who lives in Australia, was on a walk listening to our podcast, and she was walking, and there was a, like kind of in a wooded area, and she looked up, and amongst all of these green trees were two gray trees. I'll show you a picture. She sent it to me. It was, she said, oh, my gosh. What a divine gosh. moment. I know. I thought it was just so cool. And I, that of course, really believe that so much. Oh, oh there I was just one great treat. Look. <gasps> that gives me the chills. I just got the chills. What does that mean? Well, it just. She was listening to the podcast Seeing Gray in a World of Black and White. Oh. And all Sorry, of you know me with the yeah, yeah, Sometimes no, I need no, you guys no, to no, spell no, it out no, for no, me. No. He didn't. Kevin Sorry. doesn't quite vibe with the woo woo like overnight. That is really cool. But, I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh. She said, I couldn't believe it. I had to stop and take a photo of it. You've got to I, send that to me. Isn't that, that is such a God amazing? Yeah. It's you should such share that on the Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, should. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. I love that. Send it to the group. I'll okay, okay. I love that. And I love when our listeners take the time to tell us mm-hmm. stuff like that. I know. It, that, it feels really good. That's a God I moment. I mean, there is not – it's like – there's not another tree out there in this picture. And it looks like and it's gray. gray. That's Isn't spectacular. That crazy? I know. I thought it was really crazy. I would feel really loved by God in that moment if I was I know. her. It's like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I have a joke. Oh, oh, all right. It's been a while. It has been a while. Okay, let's go. We're ready. Okay, so this man was sitting in a really nice restaurant, and he noticed a woman that was sitting at a table not far from him, and she was he was just taken aback by her beauty and everything. Was it and us? Was it you? Was it me? Uh, no. Probably. Yeah, one of us. <laughs> sure. And so then all of a sudden, she sneezed really hard, and her one, she had a fake eyeball in one of her eyes, and so the eyeball flew in the air, and he caught it. And so then, That's so then she was like, she was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so nice of you." So he handed her back her eyeball, and she put it in her eye. And so they, and he, he said, "Well, can I buy you a drink?" And she said, "Sure." And so they had a cocktail, and then they had their dinner and dessert and then she said why don't you come to my house and just spend a little time wow. it together with me and he's like okay so they go to her house and they start kissing and it was just great and so it moved on to a lot of other things and he ended up spending the night and the next thing in the then in, in the morning she said he said you know i'm just so taken aback by how kind you were to me do you do you do this thing off very often and she said no but you just kind of caught my eye <laughs> that was a long build up to that <laughs> that is such a dad joke it is but it had like a whole setup <laughs> yeah, yeah i wanted to get put some color in there yeah. kind of like and exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of cue it up. Oh it's a show. Gosh. We're that we're on sh- we're on a show. Supposed to be entertaining. It's <laughs> so funny. Caught my eye. That is such a dad joke. I thought it that was is. really good. It's oh, good. I love it. I love it. It's very innocent, sweet, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harmless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> entertaining all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. 
Okay, so I really um, like our topic today. Me too. Um, I I sent you several topics uh-huh. to choose from. I liked from, all of them. And we had a hard... <laughs> Do you guys even include me in those anymore? Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know no, but why I know you pro- I probably don't because like, I never say anything. So well, like, I know this- you kind of leave it up to us anyway. So. I do. And I like to kind of come in blind. Yeah. So we... Well, you are today. No oh. pun intended. Yeah. No. Call. No, I. No. <laughs> Half. <laughs> Don't sneeze. Um, so I sent Janice for your reference, along with all of our listeners, Kev. I sent um, her a list of some different topic ideas, and she. I was like, "You pick," and she was like, "You pick," and I was like, "Let Tom pick." And so Tom, this is actually Tom picked. I had different uh-huh. things. I suggested here and so here's what's coming up in in the weeks to come because we kind of said we'll we'll talk about all of it at some point um we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about the power of of the apology the power of saying i'm sorry um the uh, finding balance we're going to talk about that how to fall in love again when things get stale or tired in your relationship and then when your teen is sexually active God, that sounds like six shows in one. No, we're not talking about all of Oh, all right. Like, how are we going to get all of that? <laughs> we're going to be here until seven. Yeah. <laughs> and Janice needs to be out in 50 yeah. minutes. <laughs> we could do no, one no, of no, those. No. I get we're it doing one of those. So I said to her, here's a list of things to choose from. And she said, you choose. And I said, tell Tom to choose. Okay. So Tom chose. He <laughs> voted for the power of the apology. So we're saving the spicy ones for later. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is he a spicy avoider? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, discussion-wise, is he shy about talking about things like that? No. Oh, okay. He'll talk about anything, really. Will you talk about anything, Kim? Yeah, you're, you've got a little Howard Stern in you. Yeah, you guys should know that by now. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. You'll yeah, me too. Anything. We'll yeah. talk about anything. Yeah. Definitely. Is anything off limits for you all? I don't think so. Uh, to talk about? Mm-hmm. On this show? Mm-hmm. No. No. Mm-mm. I have no secrets. Mm-mm. No. I don't have any secrets, but there are... I probably would not talk about my own personal... Sexual s- positions? Yeah, yeah sex, sex life. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd talk about all that. Yeah, I would not. I'll I've done talk that, about I've it. I've done that a lot, actually. <laughs> that's, a, that's the show she can do by herself, Kev. <laughs> One time my mom and Elise were listening in the car when I was talking about that, like when they were on their way to meet me at a remote sex? radio we that I was doing. We were talking about sex? Yeah, I was with, on, my, on a show that I was doing. And they were like on the way there to the event, and they like could hear the whole thing. And at least it was really awkward sitting in the car. Oh, with your mother? Yeah. <laughs> was she upset? No, not really. She's probably happy that you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I sure it be. was uncomfortable. I mean, I yeah, felt bad when I, mean, I put I'm her not, in those kind of positions. I wouldn't be excited if all three of my children were having sex right now. But yeah. if they were happily married and they had a very active, healthy, happy sex life, that would, yeah, that makes me really happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're in the age where you know, you have to, you're setting yourself up for the rest of your that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird time. What do you mean? To be their age? In terms of like sexuality, it's just a weird time, a weird age. For 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 your parents? No, for your kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like what are we talking? 
My parents. <laughs> okay, we should probably start oh. over. You were just talking your about your kids having talking. sex, and I said, "Well, they're at a weird uh, time." Oh, you know? Okay, okay, okay. So okay. you're thinking okay. that he was going to talk about his parents? Yeah. No, I have no idea what my parents. Because were. you were just talking about. <laughs> Do you want to know? No. Uh, maybe that is something that I wouldn't want to talk about. No. That maybe that's the one thing that I could. Your parents yeah. having sex? Yeah, probably. Um, it's weird. I wouldn't care about if my brother was doing it. My sister, I wouldn't want to hear that. Oh, I if if Anna Pren was having sex and her brothers had to hear about that, she, they would. They, they, you they, can't do it. They would it's rather eat dirt. Yeah, yeah. Than hear about their yeah. sister's sex life. Yeah, if it's another guy, it's one thing, but sister, yeah, that's different. Yeah, huh. I don't. I I I'm sure my children have engaged in sexual behavior, and and I'd like to think they. Tell me what I need to know, but there's a lot of things that I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. That you don't no. want. And then there's a whole bunch I don't want to know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I'm I'm very open with my children and sexuality and I think you have to these days. I don't know. Maybe you don't have to, but I certainly I want them to my well, like we were when we were growing up, it was just don't do it. Yeah, and I was under this sinful. illusion at that age that like my parents had no idea about any of this what I was yeah. doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they've never experienced any of this. Like they don't know what's going on. But as you get older, you realize like I everyone's re- already done all, been through all that stuff. I can remember when I was in junior high and high school. I could my I could hear my parents had a they had sliding pocket doors. You know, mm-hmm. and I they would pull the door shut and then you could hear this little click and I always knew that's what they were doing and I was like oh oh no 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 I never once knew anything going on I knew too my parents would take naps on Sundays and they'd shut their curtains and lock their door and I was so grossed out. Yeah, I think I would have been mortified. Yeah, knowing. it's the middle of the day. It's the Sabbath, for God's <laughs> sake. That's <sakes>. true. <laughs> A day of rest. Exactly. Yeah. The Lord's Day. <laughs> Come on, people. Uh, okay, oh, let's get funny. back to okay. our original yeah, conversation. Because have, have... the left turn could get real left. That's true. We could. I steered it into a spicy subject. It's all right. Uh-huh. I think we both did. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the power of the apology. And so I guess when we have talked a lot about saying, I'm sorry, and you don't like that. You do not like that. No. So, so for people who have not heard you say that before, talk about, talk about your philosophy or theology or whatever, whatever it, is, it is, whatever the word is <laughs> yeah. around the apology. Well, first of all, I think that Whenever we have done something that's outside of our value system and it's had an effect on someone else and we feel guilt and or shame about it, remember guilt is about your behavior and shame is about your value as a human being. And so so I think that the thing about making a heartfelt apology, even if it's not heartfelt, I mean, sometimes you're just doing it for the action of it. But I think that it is really important, and I don't like saying I'm sorry, because I think that I am sorry is more about a person's value. Mm -hmm. And so what I prefer, which is 
splitting hairs, basically. But what I prefer is to say, and it's what I do say, is I apologize. I apologize for my words, or I apologize for that behavior, or I apologize for being frustrated with you, or I apologize about rolling my eyes or being passive-aggressive or whatever that is. And so that, for me, is a really direct way to make amends and not have my value go up and down because I am a very firm believer in that our value, it's important that our value remain intact, Mm -hmm. no matter what we do, no matter what we say. Because if we start to delve into that shame, then it's going to really, it causes a lot of depression and physiological diseases and physical diseases. And so, you know, it's, I just am, that's just one of my hair hair cutting things yeah you know know i'd never heard that before you Uh presented that here on the remedy and i'd never even thought about it Uh i still stick to the same thing (laughs) and and i think a lot of people and i think that there are times where i still say i am sorry i do all the time yeah say sorry about that yeah i'm sorry about that or or but i and when i think about it i really actually like this way of thinking because Mm -hmm. i agree that if I say I am sorry, it's kind of like saying in so many words, I am a loser. Mm-hmm. I am I am less, less than. than. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'd never thought about that before. And mm-hmm. you can't just because, and I totally 1000% agree with you, just because you make a mistake or you act outside of your value system, that doesn't move the needle on your worth. Correct. And if you are talking as if your that needle has moved, if you're if you're saying something that says, if I said I'm a loser, then my value is going down. Mm-hmm. And I am sorry can also have this this feeling or this idea that your value in that moment goes down because you are human. Mm-hmm. You're okay. a sorry I, I person. That you're makes a sense, sorry. Yeah. Well, the you thing- could say sorry meaning. Yeah, for though. sure. I think that oh, I think it means the same right, without just... without moving the, the val- your value as a human. Well, one of the things that I'm a really firm believer in is the power of I am. Mm-hmm. I am fat, yeah. I am ugly, tired. I am tired, I am mean, I'm yep. whatever it is I'm and I'm sassy. Uh-huh. And it, whatever I am wanting i am a child of god i'm mm-hmm. i am uh, worthy i am worthy i am precious i am valuable mm-hmm. i am smart i am whatever it is, is that kind. i want to nurture you is what was that movie uh the help Oh, Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. You is kind. You is <laughs> yeah. The, the help. Yeah. Told that to the person that she worked for the yeah. little girl that she worked for every day. Yeah, and, and I believe in that it. that in, that whatever we tell ourselves about ourselves will have a te- will have a tendency to to be that. Sure, it's a manifestation. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. so that's why I when I learned about all of this years ago, that's when I I. Would I said I'm sorry a million times to people, even if it wasn't, you know, like if I accidentally 
bumped into him, mm-hmm. barely touched him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to cut in line. I'm sorry. Or I'm, excuse I'm, me, sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm yes, sorry. Excuse me a lot. Uh-huh. Even when excuse I'm not. Excuse me is fine. But, yeah. but excuse me. I'm sorry. Like, why are we sorry? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, so. That's true, I guess. So it's just, it's, it's, it's splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. And. But I do believe that if if people are are then there are a lot of people who will apologize for for everything, mm-hmm. even for other people's behavior. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that is is I'm sorry that you feel so bad, or I'm sorry that you're mad at me, or you know why do I need to apologize or feel less than because somebody maybe is unfor- now if I've done something and they say well. You did blah, 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 blah. And if it's out of my value system, then I will apologize. But I'll say I apologize for that. Okay, Janice, I have never thought about how we apologize for other people. How if somebody says, I'm so frustrated with you, uh-huh. I say, I do. I'm like, well, I'm sorry you're frustrated. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't mean to make you frustrated or I didn't. Da, 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 yeah. But. I, and in, in a way, I think I say that. I think I say I'm sorry you're frustrated because what I'm actually saying is I'm not sorry for what I did. I'm sorry that you're having the reaction yeah, that you are. That you are a hot mess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's exactly yes. what I'm – then I think that's what most people are saying. Like, I'm sorry you're having the reaction that you're having, but mm-hmm. I'm not sorry about what I did mm-hmm. to cause – that well we use that word so much tova like you said like if somebody is is sad what we'll tend to say is oh i'm so sorry that you're sad Mm -hmm. rather than "Ooh, i know that that's probably difficult for you right now but we use i'm sorry as a it's just kind of a a a mixed up Mm-hmm. Phrase, I think yeah. that we have probably overused. I mean, because I oh, think yeah. growing up, you say it without thinking. Yeah, and mm-hmm. growing up in the South or in Texas, I mean, you apologize oh. for mm-hmm. everything, and th- and that's I think a big part of why I, I want to talk about this. And I think especially, I mean, I have had to untrain Anna Prin to be oh, an mm-hmm. over apologizer. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's sorry for everything mm-hmm. to everyone. I want seconds. Can I have more food? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah, will you pass that? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Will you, can you help me? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Can you please excuse me? I'm sorry. It's uh-huh. like, what? Stop apologizing. <laughs> like, for what? asking for something. Yeah, or needing something. Yeah, or, or needing wanting to, something. Needing to pass through a line. Excuse me. You don't have to say, excuse me, I'm sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Bryn dated a guy. Who's, he was such a cute, cool guy. But he said, I'm sorry, a million times. Like, he would say, can I have some water? And I'd say, sure. And he'd go, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. not. Pro- I mean, he just used it to death. And I think Too that. Too much. Yeah. You swap and the I, sorry with the thank you. Yeah. And I think, I think that that I'm sorry can, can go into that sort of um, patronizing, I'm worthless. I'm too much trouble rather than I deserve the abundance. I deserve good. I deserve to have water if I'm thirsty. I, I and, need to get to the other side of the room and I need you to scoot yeah. over. Right. Excuse me. Meek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> rather than, oh, I'm so I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Me. Sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Uh-huh. I got to pee in the theater. I'm not sorry. 
Excuse well, you me. should go to the bathroom, but excuse, just, yeah, but excuse <laughs> me, is that was theater? a theater. Fine, <laughs> such a dad joke. <laughs> Didn't know that about Jeff. Did you, Kev? <laughs> Not going to the movie with her. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> you know when when that person passes and she's like, "Sorry, sorry, excuse me, sorry." I yeah. do that all at the movies when I scooch past the line. Just go pee. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, I sit on the aisle so that I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think "excuse me" is perfect, a, a is, is a polite. proper way yeah. to inconvenient to say when you're inconveniencing somebody. Sure. But I'm sorry means like really? Are you really sorry that you have to go to the bathroom and you're going to yeah. have to walk in front of the people that chose to sit on the <laughs> aisle? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and I I I think that was an amazing start. Um, are you are you a big apologizer, Kev? Some people are really apologizing, and, and some people are not mm-hmm. apologizing. I'm pretty apologetic, I think. I know you are with your bride. You're yeah. really good at saying uh, that you're sorry or apologizing. Yeah, with Elise. But what about like in life in general? I think so. Do you do it like? When you've done something really not cool, or do you do it just as a habit, do you think? I'd say more I do it when it's something fairly serious. Uh-huh, know? uh-huh. You're not an over-apologizer. I don't think so. I'm probably an over-thanker, but... You are an over-thinker. But over-thinker okay. or thanker? Oh, thanker. Oh, I thought you said Both. thinker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, you overthink. Definitely. Never, you think you overthink? A little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you overthink? Yeah. In like one transaction or interaction, you don't need to say thanks like four times, you know? Just one will that. do. But I agree with that. Uh-huh. I don't need people to I'm overly enthusiastic me. No, me about neither. showing appreciation. But, you know, you don't need to do it. That's why it's a, it's a weird habit. But, but no, I, I don't over, over-apologize, I don't think. Well, I think, that, <clears throat> I think the thing that's so great about apologizing and doing it or in a way— Over-saying sorry, sorry. Yeah, no. I just I, said sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect example. <laughs> yeah, it's like automatic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like muscle memory. That is, uh-huh. It is. Uh, now I lost my track. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again? <laughs> that is We're so going to have an hour of I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. No, but I think that I think that we want to do everything within our power to maintain our sense of integrity mm-hmm. and we want to value ourselves yeah. a lot and yeah. I and I do and I know you do too Toba mm-hmm. spend a lot of time with people who have just beaten themselves up bloody for all sorts of things some of the choices that they've made were not probably the best choices mm-hmm. and at the same time there's a forgiveness attitude around that 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 we want to apply to ourselves as well to let ourselves to be able to say man I really messed up and that is unfortunate and I'm going to learn from it mm-hmm. learn the lesson and throw away the experience so that I don't do it again mm-hmm. but not walking around feeling like you're worthless yeah and I know that there are a lot of people uh, listeners non-listeners there are yeah. a lot 7 billion people walking on this earth and many of them are experiencing an inordinate amount of shame from things that they did years and years and years and years ago. Yeah, that's and, right. And and their life will be limited. I just feel like we, when we live in that shame, we limit 
the joy, the abundance, the gifts, the blessings. Yeah, because you don't believe you deserve it. Yeah. So what is what? Why do you think Anna Pran says I'm sorry so much? I, I think it all comes from stems from fear from the orphanage. Uh huh. So so all three of my kids mm. has we've talked about. That uh, makes sense. They um, have dealt with their um, abuse differently. Mm-hmm. George really escaped and. He stays to himself, and he has a hard mm-hmm. time expressing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, I was like, "Come, come to our world." You know, I mean, it was like he was creating this safe space in his brain. Uh-huh. Uh, Anna Prin became when she came here; she became a total performer and pleaser. Uh-huh. And she was so scared to upset anything or anyone. And Carter was just mad; he was uh-huh. angry, and so there's. There's leftover of that sure. that still exists in all three of them. And so Anna Prynne is real into, and, and she has, she has become, you know, she's growing and learning and yeah, maturing. Yeah. And so it's changing and I love, but w- when she first came, she was such a pleaser and such an, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How old were, th- were was she? Six? six. Yeah. The twins were six yep. and George was five. And all she wanted was to make ev- sure everybody loved her. Oh, bless her sweetheart. Yeah, but to the point, and it was bless her sweetheart. That's how I could see her. But to the point where she annoyed a lot of people mm-hmm. because she was always pleasing, always doing, always running around, making sure everybody's all right, over-apologizing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, and I mean, it, she abandoned herself all the time mm-hmm. to make sure everybody else was okay because in her mind, if everybody else was okay, she was okay. Uh-huh. Um, she's She's growing from that and and maturing from that and i i love seeing it i like when she gets kind of feisty and opinionated because she deserves to yeah she has her thoughts have worth and value but she wasn't allowed to have her own thoughts or feelings Mm -hmm. in the orphanage so there's a lot of undoing um but she wasn't like that around you was she oh probably more to me than anybody no, I mean, you guys said you had a fight last week, so. Oh, no, no, no. But pleasing, yes. Yeah. But I, I think But she could be more feisty than oh, you than anybody else. Oh, now she's totally safe with me. Gotcha. So she'll, she is 100%, I would say, as close as she can be herself with anyone mm-hmm. is who she is with me. Gotcha. Which I, uh, you said something when you were talking about that, which I think is really interesting, is, is that self-abandonment is when we are over-apologizing or overly sorry or feeling overly like you're a burden, you do abandon yourself. And that self-abandonment is going to be at the root of of all sorts of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Addiction, you know... Because you've got to cope with that. You've got to cope. And if if you have abandoned yourself to please other people then you're not going to be able to do that effectively. No. So I think that that's, if, and I do say people are walking around saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, then they are doing some self-abandonment. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do like thinking, I'm really glad you said that, because I like thinking about it in those terms. Whereas if you say to somebody, I apologize for the inconvenience, or I, you know, sure. excuse me, anything like that, it's not... It's not, def- it's not defeating. You don't feel mm-hmm. defeated on the inside at all. You're not a loser. There's nothing no. about you that has 
lost or your the the value needle has not moved. Everything about you is still very much intact. Yeah. Even though you've inconvenienced somebody yes. and you apologize for that. Yes. But your value and and I think that's the hardest part for people, or at least not people, for me over time, that has been the hardest thing for me to believe. And uh-huh. I think it is the hardest thing for other people to believe. That sure. is, even though I am perfectly imperfect and I am so human and I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. And even though I knew better, I didn't do better. Even though... And even though I've done all that and you've done all what you've done and Kevin, you've done all what you've done, like our our value as a human being has not changed. Yes. And those behaviors, I like the visual of those behaviors just sliding off of me that they they don't, you know, when if, if I look at something that I did in the past that was not okay or that hurt somebody else and I've made amends to them and said I apologize for my behavior or I apologize for my part in that disagreement, then then that situation is over. For you. For me. Yep. And I want that to slide off my body and mm-hmm. I don't want to carry that around. I don't want to carry around all of the things that I've done in the past that were not okay. Yeah, I know. You know no, because then does. you don't. Then you're not able to to be move free. and be free. Yeah. It's a burden, a heavy, heavy burden. It's a backpack. It's a mm-hmm. backpack of of your of your stuff, and and it, I just don't believe. I, I don't believe it philosophically. I don't believe it. The, theologically, I don't believe God wants us. No. I believe that's why he sent Jesus <laughs> to to do what he did so that we can be absolved, so we don't have to carry around on our shoulders and on our backs all of the stuff that that we don't need to carry anymore. Well, I mean, we were created with the capacity to do things that are not cool, yeah. are not that are hurtful to somebody. Yeah. I mean, we were created perfectly imperfect, mm-hmm. and so if we can allow ourselves to to be that, even in those times when our human behaviors interfere with somebody else's life in a negative way, you know, and I just, I, I just think it's just vitally important. When I worked with the criminals, I mean, they were, all of them were just shame, oh. shame, oh. shame, shame. And then their I behavior bet. and drug use, it's, then you get in that cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I apologize or I want to make amends for something, you know, then that's, that you're free from it. Mm-hmm. That has been absolved. Mm-hmm. Whether somebody, even if somebody doesn't accept it. Right. It's the effort of you making that amends that frees you from it. Why do you think, and and I believe those words, I hear those words and they resonate deeply with me, but why do you think that, that it is so difficult for so many people? Like if I hurt you, Uh if I hurt you and I care deeply about you, but I still hurt you Uh and I apologize for that and whether or not you accept it, you believe it, you, you, uh, why is it so important to so many people that you releasing me of my bad behavior is so important for so many people? Like if I, if you were like, I don't forgive you, you're, you know, a total piece of shit and I will never forgive you for what you did to me. 
And, and I walked around with that for the rest of my life because I could not, I could not take that you didn't forgive me or accept my apology. And, and then it affected me. How, why is it so difficult for, for somebody, if that happened, it's never happened, but if that happened and I, I just walk away and say, well, I'm, you know, too bad that she doesn't accept my apology, but I'm going to just let that slide off my back and go on with with my life like it never happened. Why is that so difficult to do? For us to allow it to slide off mm-hmm. or for the other person to not forgive? I think we should talk about both. Well, I think that it is whether or not if I make amends to somebody and they don't accept my apology, then that's really none of my business. That's mm-hmm. not inside my hula hoop. That's inside <laughs> their hula hoop. So, But I, I hear that. Yeah. But why I think, and everybody that listens is going to hear that, but if I hurt George, uh-huh. my son, mm-hmm. and, and I did something that really was detrimental or, or hurtful to him in any way, shape, or form, and he was like, no. I mean, how would I, how, like, I hear that's not in my hula hoop, but yet that would break my, I'm his mom. You know, if he, if we could never reconcile back to the way that it was before the incident, I don't know if I could really forgive myself. I don't know if I could let that slide off my back. Well, yeah, it would take, it would take more effort in that situation. But I just think if we are Ball. If there's a ball and chain around our ankles that are tied to all of the things that we did in the past, then it's going to be a heavy load to walk around with. God, and I'd be in the bed. Yeah, I mean, you just can't. It would no. <laughs> I'd be in the bed. That's exactly right. And so, really, I couldn't. When I when I make an amend, and if somebody doesn't accept it, then I. I I think right now it's a lot easier for me because I just, I don't know. I I just don't want to carry around anybody's stuff at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in in any way. And there have been plenty of times when I've had to make amends because I have been unkind or I've done something, you know, and I just don't, that's, I've done my part. My part is to make my amends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then to let go. Mm. And then whatever you do with it, if you let it in, that's great. And if you don't let it in, then that's your issue. And mm-hmm. that's going to be your ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know, not for... Then on the other side, if somebody does something to me and I don't... And I harbor that, mm-hmm. then it's like I'm a dog walking around and they're the tail mm-hmm. and they're sitting mm-hmm. on my rear and I'm wagging it all <laughs> over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I want to be free from that. I don't want to carry around what you did, mm-hmm. even if it was hurtful, I don't want to carry that around yeah. over and over and over no. and over again. Because no. then it's my, then I what I've done is I've taken your behaviors and I've owned it as my own. Mm-hmm. And so the ball and chain is wrapped around my leg and their leg and they're dragging me around. Yeah. And I'm just not willing to allow anyone to do that anymore. Yeah. 
you know, so, so, but it's a, but it's a practice. I learned a lot of that in Al-Anon because when you do the, when you work the steps in AA or any 12 step recovery program, one of the things that you do is you do a personal inventory and then you, you have a sponsor. Step four is you do inventory five is you make a, make a list of all people you have harmed and then put number six and seven and eight and nine go on to make the amends. And, and so then, and the whole reason for that is to free oneself of the past mm. and so that people can stay sober yeah. or, and if they're not using, I mean, I wasn't doing drugs and stuff, but I was psychologically a mess, mm-hmm. you know, so in order for me to be freed from all of that, I I had to let other people off the hook and yeah. myself as well. Yeah. Because then you're going to, that's what a lot of people do is they end up medicating with food or alcohol or exercise or drugs or whatever or work because they are so burdened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really, it's, it's really just your brain. Mm-hmm. It's really your thought. I I love that you said, Janice, it is a practice. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is just like any other thing that we talk about. And, and it is, I mean, it, and I think fake it till you make it. I mean, absolutely. You know, there's, when I have hurt somebody and I feel terrible about it, I am really good about apologizing, mm-hmm. but it does take me a minute or two or five or few days at time you know to to really forgive myself yeah I was gonna say you probably forgive others much more quickly than you forgive yourself a lot of us do that yeah, and I, I and I think that I think a lot of that was from parenting oh, yeah. that was shaming yep a hundred percent I get I mean that I can pinpoint that easy how could you do this to me I mean I remember my mother my mother saying and bless her sweet heart she really was such a sweet sweet woman but she was tough at times and she would she personalized everything mm-hmm. how could you do this to me how could you do this to me well i didn't do it to you i just did it mm-hmm. <laughs> you're the one that's owning yeah, it you're, you're the taking it personalizing in it yeah. and putting it in your backpack like i didn't exactly do this. nothing to do with you sister no i just did it <laughs> And with the time I got drunk in high school and she was so devastated and she cried and cried and cried. And how could you do this to us? How could you do this to me? And I'm like, I didn't. No. I didn't do anything to you. No. I just broke a rule. Yeah. yeah. And I apologize for that. And you it know? had nothing to do with you. It's. I think that's a really important thing mm-hmm. to hit on quickly when it comes to parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because parents, especially our parents and I mean, I th- I know there's some of us doing it still today. Sure. Like, I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I have asked my kids to do stuff that would make my life easier. Mm-hmm. You know, pick up if you're gonna make a mess in the living room, clean it up because tomorrow morning at nine a.m. I have people coming, and they don't do that. Um, <laughs> then it, you know, and Carter has told me, Ma, it's not personal. Yeah, it's not personal. Like we just. Didn't, didn't do get, it. We just didn't do it. But it's, but it is hard as a parent. It is to not take it personal. Like if it's some like indication of their devotion or love, some reflection or, on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, 
no, we were lazy and we ran late yeah. and we didn't do it. Like, yeah, it's just that simple. I had a, I, I remember a girl when I was growing up, I was in high school, a girl that got pregnant and she was, her family went to the First Baptist Church in Lubbock, which is where we went and they were a, a well-respected family. And I mean, that family was devastated because that girl got pregnant. Oh, yeah. And they they were they stopped going to church. They stayed in their house. I mean, they took it all so personally. Mm-hmm. And she ended up marrying the guy. And I think they're probably still married. I mean, they had a great marriage, and they had that baby. And you know, but it was it was so interesting because they were devastated. Oh, about oh. that. My sister. I think I've told y'all. My sister. Older sister, 11 months older than me. I was a junior. She was a senior. And she got pregnant. Uh-huh. I mean, my dad was the Mormon bishop <laughs> when she got pregnant. And I remember my mom chewing my ass out because I told my best friend. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure people are going to find gonna out. They're going to find out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? There's like, a time limit on that. Oh, there the, is. The <laughs> devastation. You might buy yourself a few weeks or yeah. months or so. But. Yeah. And she was itty bitty skinny thing. And I mean, it was, was going to show. It was going to time before. I mean, but you would have thought that, I mean, my mom howled. She threw such a fit when my grandmother told her that that my sister was pregnant. My grandmother had to sit on her because she was flailing about so. Oh my gosh! So bananas. So your grandmother handled it. Oh well. my grandmother. Oh yeah. Yeah, grandmother. My, gran- my yeah. grandmother handled it. So, like, I got the hell out of the house. I went to Blockbuster. <laughs> that's a, that's I took good my sanctuary. little brother and sister to Blockbuster while all hell was breaking loose. Yes, but I mean, it apparently you could hear the roaring and the screams. I mean, because it was like this Armageddon. was yes, this was a reflection of my mother. This yes. was very yes. personal to her. Yes, what are people going to think about her? Mm-hmm. And I've told my kids what y- what you've said. If you have a baby. Look, I'm I might be free on Sunday for dinner for for dinner and um and you know but I and I'll I'll be a real good grandma when I'm if I'm not busy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my babies and if you know if I would be sad for what it would do to their life, it would it, Well, what you think that it might do. Yeah, it might what, be the greatest thing that's exactly. ever happened that's true. in the whole And I'm world. sure it would be cuz any teenage any teenage girl who's ever got pregnant and I mean it, it usually ends up working out. However, I bet at the end of the day you'd have a harder time than you think making good on that threat, though. I I think I would be okay. Really? I mean, I would be. I yeah. I would not flail and scream, and I would not be angry at them, and I would not shame them. Oh no! But I just mean I think you would end up being with that kid and helping out a lot more than you think. Nope. Would you let her move in? Nope. Yeah, I I wouldn't either. Mm mm. No. I, I yeah, just, that's that's. Probably I have good, a pretty but, good boundary. I think yeah. I would have a pretty good. I think I told y'all. Anna Prince sat me down last week and told me she's going to take a gap year. No, no, I you did. didn't tell. No, us you just said you guys got into it. She no, did? no, no. That's not what we got into it about. We did get into it, but we're all good now. But she, <laughs> she sat me down because she didn't get into her number one school, and at this point she hadn't gotten into her number two school. Uh-huh. She was still waiting, and so she sat me down and she's like. 
so mom, I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're sitting down in our living room and she says, I think I'm going to take a gap year. And I like, froze. you're like, where are you going to live? I go, <laughs> what? what Everybody you, I know who did it never went back. Oh, I was like, what are you doing in your gap year? She was like, I think I'm just going to travel and work and you know, I'll just live at home. And I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Baby, you're leaving this house in August. I said, I don't know One where you're going. <laughs> yeah. So whether you get an apartment and have your little gap year or you go to school, the time clock is ticking. And like I have pretty firm boundaries. And I've, to- I've already told them when you graduate college, you're off my payroll. Yeah. You're not coming back to live. Mm-hmm. You're like if you graduate Saturday, the Venmo is cut off Monday. And I'll I'll be pretty adamant about it. My parents weren't with me and I think that's about one of the best things they ever did. Mm-hmm. I had to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't uh my kids didn't they didn't move home. Corey came home and then I had <laughs> Made him leave. I remember that. <laughs> College is so important, though, not because of the curriculum or the degree as much. It's like oh, that's where you really learn grow responsibility. It's how you learn oh, to be a, an adult. It's you know, it's so freaking fun. That's great. Yeah. And socially, when when do you ever? When are you ever gonna? Ha- I mean, that is a magical. I can't even imagine not having those formative. No, years well, I almost missed out on it. When um, did you go to college? Right after you graduated? No, no later. I, much later, once I really decided I actually really wanted to go, I was probably twenty three. So where did you live? At home. Oh, I worked full time, but I lived uh-huh. at home. Did would oh your mom was, was a lot nicer to mm-hmm. me or Tova. Oh, and I'm so glad she never gave up on me or kicked me out. <laughs> I would be so exhausted of you. She was a saint. She never saw me really. I mean, I was never at home. But see, I would hear the door. I would be yeah. thinking about where you are. Yeah, that's I just true. I don't I told Anna Print I don't want to think for one more minute after August eighteenth where you are, what time you're coming home, who you're with. I don't want to care about and that. And having to have anymore. like all the food in the refrigerator. I mean worrying they're doing their what dinner. Are they gonna all, eat? Yeah. I'm exhausted. You're eighteen. Figure it out. Yeah. No, I never ate at home. I yeah. would go to work and then come home at like two in the morning and that was <laughs> they wouldn't really see me. I would just come and go, you know. But I wouldn't even want that. Yeah. That'd make yeah. me tired. Oh, I'm sure it was horrible. I'd hear that did it did from the door. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> or me and my friends in the garage drinking. Uh huh. Smoking. Yeah. Playing and then guitars. your beers are left out, and I'm yeah. sure there was a cigarette butt she found. Tons. All yeah. of that would wear me a out. Joints, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds very forgiving. She is. She is really sweet. <laughs> you know, I think if, when Corey, when I just told Tom, I said it's either me or Corey. And and I said, and I'm not. Go- I'm going like to the mansion, <laughs> that, and you're going to pay for uh-huh, it. Uh <laughs> huh. And it's going to be expensive. <laughs> and then at Thanksgiving, Corey was so mad at me, and his mom was mad at me. A whole bunch of people were. One of his best friends' family was mad at me. They let Corey move in with them. I'm like, that's fine. And at the Thanksgiving dinner, Blair goes, "So, Corey, I hear my mom kind of kicked you out," and he goes. Yeah, and she said, are you mad? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, don't worry. She did the same exact thing to me. (laughs) (laughs) That probably made him feel better. Uh Like, it wasn't personal. It was not. 
No. It Kids was just... need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God does something to your spirit as a mom. It's like, it's kind of like the the 10th month of being pregnant. You're like, <laughs> it's like I said, your feet are swollen. Your back hurts. You're not sleeping. Like, get the hell out of my belly. I, I do everything four or five years behind normal people. Like, 18 would be the normal age to go to college. I went at 23. That's okay. At least yeah, you went. Yeah, you went. Yeah. That's exactly right. At least you went. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do before then. No. That's all right. And I think, you know, and I think that I think that that's one of the things that is is really great about knowing the difference between hurting somebody and and just being firm about a belief or decision. And mm-hmm. then, so I never apologized to Corey about mm-hmm. him no. leaving beca- or to Blair or to Bryn or to Wesley. It was yeah. like, I told Bryn when she got her apartment after she graduated, uh, she said, I can't, I don't know what, I, I, th- I think I paid for her car insurance and her telephone for like six months. And she was so shocked that that's all I was paying for. What about toll tag? At least it's still on her parents' toll tag. I'm so jealous of that. (laughs) (laughs) She is still on it? Yeah. It probably doesn't cost much. Does she use it very often? Well, she has to drive from Edison to St. Michael every day. (laughs) No, my kids are going to be paying for everything. Their phones, their insurance. It is. It's going to be go time. So then when they go to college, you mm-hmm. will you and Topher will give them money. Do you have mm-hmm. college funds set aside? Mm-hmm. And then they'll pay for everything out of that, right? Well, they yeah, well we will we'll support them while yeah. they go to school. Some yeah. of the most fun times in my life though were when I was most broke. Like oh, after college, yeah, working three are, different jobs uh, seven days a week. Yep. But it was a fun time in my life. Oh yeah. It's, Eventually yeah. I got burned out, but yeah, it's like war stories. It's like when you're yeah. in the when you're in it, you're you're like, oh then like it's the same stories you're telling all the time when you're older because yeah. they were very shaping and formative. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And they changed you. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember Kurt and Definitely. I would go to Keller's for a hamburger, <laughs> but we couldn't go on a Friday night. We didn't have enough money to go to Keller's and a movie. So we would pick either Keller's and a beer or a movie because we couldn't afford to do both. Oh, isn't That's that what amazing? I did with my yeah. friends when we would go with the least to stuff when we were just friends like Oktoberfest and she was always had money like to buy all the like drinks and food and whatnot. I'm like, I only have enough money for either a beer or a bratwurst and I'm getting the beer. So <laughs> Would she buy you a bratwurst? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is so you guys are so funny about money. Your money stories are so funny. She was so spoiled at the radio station though. Like she got paid talent fees for every show she did. They didn't make her work holidays. She didn't have to work the weekends. Like I got all the shitty like I had to work with the flu from six to midnight on Thanksgiving one time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you had to include the flu. Oh, that it was so awful. I said six to midnight's not bad enough. I went into the Mix 109 uh, production booth thing, locked the door, and just laid on the futon in there. It's awful. Push play. Pretty much, well, yeah. Get up oh, every hilarious. half hour and check everything, make sure it's all. Okay, so is there anybody, Kev, in your life that you either need to ask forgiveness for or you need to forgive? I know yeah. that's a pretty personal question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to specify. No, no, no. I'm okay. not asking for specifics. Oh, okay. sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Only for you... the sake of the other person. No, I like, totally I agree. I'm no, teasing. No, no, no. I would never ask. But I'm, I'm wondering what, what, what I'd like to ask, and you don't have to answer, but is do you feel that? Like, is it somebody you can't forgive or somebody? Definitely. 
that doesn't forgive you. Somebody I can't forgive. Somebody you can't forgive. And do you, you know why? I do know why. Do you feel it? Do you? <laughs> I don't. I still do. <laughs> Not as bad as it used to, but. But when you I think felt about burned it, for a long time. You still feel it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And the only person I think who dislikes this person more than I do is Elise because she had to be with me during that time. Oh you know? yeah. And it was bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody you? Huh. Early in my professional, it was personal and professional, but yeah, it was bad. I really, I can't think of anybody that I haven't forgiven, or I, I really can't think of anything that somebody maybe is holding against me. But if you if you hold something against me, you can anonymously <laughs> <laughs> slip us a note. Uh huh. Slip it in the mailbox. <laughs> Tova, go ahead and say it though. Why I can't forgive the person? Because you know why. It's the same thing I always say about this, about forgiveness. What? I don't know what you're... I can't forgive someone that's not sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, that's the whole thing. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people feel strongly about I that. I just can't. They, I like I'd, I'd like to be evolved enough to do that. <laughs> I like thinking about forgiving as forgiving me freedom from that person. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't forgive people for their benefit. Yeah. I do. I I understand. Well, the, that's a good way. To I look understand. At it, yeah, I was about to say. I understand. But the, it's uh, that makes sense in my brain. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. There's one person I cannot forgive. What they did to my children. Mm, yeah. I have, I have a very difficult time mm-hmm. with this person. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really want to know who this is, but I know we can't. I'll tell you when we're off. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you mine too. Yeah. I probably told you before. But. Yeah, you have told me before, but no, I uh, I have a very difficult. Like I I don't, but I don't I don't run around thinking about this. Is this person. for sure someone that's not sorry? They don't feel like they did anything, or do they know? I don't think they feel like they've done anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the worst. Yeah, but I don't even care if they did. I just have no respect for them. Just, yeah, it it's it's me out. it it can be really really difficult to. Forgive somebody that has been really hurtful to you. It's it it can be really hard. I think it would. I think I get more worked up if they have hurt me. I think I can get over it way more than if they've hurt somebody I love. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's true, where too. my claws come out. Oh yeah, I yeah. I, that's where I get a little feisty. Uh huh. If you've, if I can be real big mama bear. Uh huh. I get it. I, I think forgiveness is is one of the most freeing things, mm-hmm. to your point, that you can do, mm-hmm. and you can offer somebody else, even if they don't want it or need it. And but I also think it's one of the most difficult mm-hmm. things that we can do, offer. As I mean, you see those prisoners who who are so apologetic, so sorry for what they've done, and. And then when they when they are absolved from whoever they've whomever they've hurt, I'm sure you saw it all the time. It releases them. I mm-hmm. mean, even if you're still in prison, you're free. Mm-hmm. Um, when yeah. when you hmm. let the, all of that go, yeah. So. I think I I I actually kind of think that resentment can cause cancer because I think it's resentment. I think it can eat ourselves, yeah. and that's I mean that's why I when I forgive somebody, I do it for me. Yeah. I'm not doing it for them. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I think I really believe there's something to it, and I will end with "fake it till you make it." Yeah, it is. It is those pathways in your brain that we've talked about. It is 
repeating the same thing over and over again, if you, even if you don't believe it, it's creating new a new way of thinking in your mind. Yeah. And I believe eventually it will happen. I do too. I do yeah. too. Okay. Thanks for listening, oh, everybody. Yes. Thank you for listening. We And maybe send this, pass this along to somebody who could use it. Somebody yes. you know who might be struggling to forgive mm-hmm. or forget or I don't think we have to forget, but moving on from your past or someone else's. Yes. All right. Have an amazing okay. week. Bye. Bye.